Hello and welcome to another episode of our Future of Tax podcast series for tax leaders. Thank you for joining us for the second half of our two-part episode where we will discuss the centralisation of tax processes, tax policy, technology available to tax teams and data management. I'm joined once again by Jay Arterton, EMEA Regional Tax Reimagined Leader and Partner KPMG in the UK and Susie Cook, Global Tax Transformation Services Leader for KPMG International and partner KPMG in Canada. Thank you both for taking the time to join me again on today's episode. Susie, I'm hoping we can jump right in. How does the centralisation of an organisation's tax process align with the globalisation of the regulators or, or tax authorities? Yeah, that's a good question. As you've identified, we are more and more seeing regulators and tax authorities globalise. What we mean by this is an increase in sharing of information between jurisdictions, the implementation of BEPS, both Pillars 1 and 2, and reporting, such as all all of the additional country-by-country reporting needs. Each of these requirements, and there will be more to come, is further and further emphasising the need for the head of head office, wherever that is, to have line of sight over tax. And we're seeing increasingly CFOs and CEOs ask questions about tax, want to understand the data and have reporting for every location around the world. This is becoming more and more obvious in each of the clients I talk to that tax used to be able to fly under the radar because no one really understood it. And now is being brought to the C-suite and the board of directors on a frequent basis. Historically, most of my clients and the organisations I've worked with have struggled with this reporting and the data under a decentralised model because you need to have the systems aligned. You need to be able to have one golden source of the truth. And when you've got multiple different tax teams using multiple different systems and processes and different levels of materiality, granularity, all of that good stuff, it gets very difficult to be able to summarise the data for reporting to the C-suite. And as the regulators and tax authorities have upgraded head office, and in fact, all the local jurisdictions need to be aligned, transparent and agile. A centralised model ensures that one central team, whether that's head office or whether that's just a central team somewhere, whether that's in-house or a managed service provider, they have the necessary data in one place to be able to respond to the requests from all of the tax authorities around the world. And Jay, would you add anything to Susie's comments? I think that the one, the one thing I was going to kind of interject with is the, the way you've differentiated between technology and data management uh, or data transformation is is really critical. I, I find kind of those words are often used interchangeably and incorrectly. And using your examples around BEPS and real-time reporting and the like, kind of I think I think the most successful companies are the ones who are developing a clear data management strategy and a separate strategy to think about the technology solutions they want to use, not just for data management, but for everything. So I know that kind of is a nice segue into kind of what you're going to talk about around kind of available technology tools. But I do think this is a critical point, which only more recently have kind of companies got to kind of proper grips with. Yeah, no, that's a great point. But data is kind of throughout. It's not a one. It, it, you can't just alternate technology and data as, as one and the same, as you just said, because it data is the starting point, data is throughout, and data is the ending point. You need that data management in place, 
with a technology roadmap alongside to be able to leverage it. No, it's a great point. And as you mentioned, the, the technology that is available to tax teams is, is broad across the end-to-end tax lifecycle, all the way from the source data and systems. So how can you really leverage that ERP data? And some of that is going to be in a data management model. So some of that information is what's the data? How do we manage it? But some of that is what tools do we need to bridge the gap if there is a gap? And that moves into the ETL or the extract, transform and load technologies such as data wrangling tools, robotic process automation. And again, it's it's how do you use all those tools together? It, at no point there's there one tool that's the magic button and you press it and out pops a tax return at the other end. You need a whole combination of them. And then you've got tax specific tools. There's compliance tools, there's income tax provision tools, there's indirect tax determination tools. So really knowing how those tools fit together and how they talk to each other and how you can build out an integrated technology architecture for tax is critical because all those tools, again, are using very similar, if not identical data. So how do you integrate it all together and make sure you're not duplicating and reworking? And then on the output, you've got you get back to data, data analysis and reporting and the information out there. And building a data management roadmap and strategy underpins all of this. Building that technology roadmap and architecture for the future is something that needs to be there. But and I think I mentioned this last time we we spoke, just don't pin your hat on something that's absolutely perfect today because the technology will change tomorrow and you will need to adjust and move with it. So just having an idea of where you're going from a technology perspective, knowing what the end-to-end vision is, but being able to duck and weave as you go to respond to the amazingly advanced increases that we see every day in technology is is the key to it. So that's, I think that's a great summary. And just maybe if I kind of supplement some of the things you've said, with more with my kind of experiences of some of the challenges I've seen companies and indeed kind of advisor space over the last faced over the last couple of years kind of I think I covered the data transformation point kind of I think you made that really clear the one point I'll add to the data transformation discussion we had or the data management discussion is uh, the increased focus on unstructured data as well so we, we sit here and we hope to get everything from the ERP systems but what BEPS2 and everything else is telling us is that you need a lot more data than what's in your ERP system or your trial balance. And, and this is going to come more to the fore as we look at technology solutions. But but notwithstanding that, kind of I think it's interesting. We did a survey a short while ago, and many companies, many advisors are still using less than 30% of the technology they really need. And, and then when you go on to kind of how companies are approaching that technology roadmap, which you referenced earlier. Again, we've seen a a bit of a kind of direction of kind of companies looking to implement point solutions, which in some cases is not necessarily a bad thing, but as as that continues to increase within a tax function, it just makes integration very difficult. And coming back to the theme of today's session around centralization and sourcing, it makes standardization very difficult as well. So I think there is something around kind of how you look at a platform which serves your various needs without kind of trying to over-engineer it on day one. So uh, I think it's important to assess in-house technology 
versus third party technology. And if I take a minute and just talk about kind of KPMG's digital gateway solution, uh, single platform, manages workflow, document management, analytics, data management, last mile solutions. So lots of different things on a platform. And what I wasn't trying to do there is have the advertisement in terms of our solution. The reason I went to this was to say, this helps companies just think about almost the art of the possible as they build what they need in-house or assess what they could buy if they don't have the capability to build. So I think the key message I want to leave you with was almost get the balance right between build versus kind of buy and think through all the points um, Susie just went through. Thanks, Jay. And with respect to data management, how can tax teams leverage their organization's data to respond and, and be ready? I'd say historically tax teams have, have not been that involved in designing their their data requirements. But Susie, I know you and I worked together on a couple of occasions, but you've done a lot of work around helping companies design and establish their requirements and configuration their systems in an appropriate way. So sharing your experiences there would be really helpful. Yeah. So as Jay mentioned, historically, like tax teams have, well, tax teams are one of the greatest users of the data that comes out of any system and yet didn't design it. Over the last five years or so, there's been a huge uptick in companies switching to new ERP systems or point of sale systems or anything like that. And tax has for once been brought to the table in many of those. Still not quite early enough, in my opinion, but it it's enabling them to actually understand the data that's there because I think the key is because the systems have not been designed or had the communication with tax before, tax just doesn't know, spends its entire life recreating the data that's in there. What I would say is within an ERP system, the data is there somewhere. <laughs> so really get involved in those discussions with your finance and IT teams understand the data that's there, understand what's possible. And then on top of that, as I mentioned earlier, a really good ETL system and tool set that can help you pull the data together in the right ways. There's a lot of it. There's a lot of information. You just need to have a, a, a way of pulling it all together. But it is there. Thanks, Susie. And what expectations do regulators have with respect to data? That's a question that we get all the time. Jay, I don't know how many times a day you get that question, but I get it a lot. <laughs> we see that the regulators and the tax authorities are moving more and more to real-time reporting. We see more and more e-invoicing requirements, e-reporting requirements, the country-by-country -country reporting. There is that drive from regulators to have more and more direct access to an organization's data. If if we really want to take it out, at some point, the tax authorities will tell us what our tax liability is. They will see our data. They'll tell us the answer. We need to be designing our data and making it tell the answer it should be telling and not the answer that most data I see tells, which would get a lot of organizations very badly wrong if the tax authorities saw it. I mean, Jay, I don't know if you have a different perspective on that. Not at all. And I think your point about kind of being asked this question kind of half a dozen times in a day is, is, is spot on. Kind of the, the one thing I would add is kind of sometimes we think about real time reporting as kind of the purview of the bigger economies. What I will say is kind of as Susie and I continue to have more discussions with more companies and, and more regulators, kind of we are seeing this emerge and emerge very quickly across a range of countries. 
and in, in in a way kind of countries starting on this journey to regulators and countries starting on this journey are moving much faster than some some regulators in other countries have so we're seeing kind of companies move into the direct and indirect tax space where kind of two three years ago this started as real-time reporting only in indirect kind of we're starting to see this go into other areas as well of accounting so so this in my view this is here to stay and uh, and kind of companies and advisors need to keep up to date jay susie this has been a fascinating discussion to conclude what advice would you like to leave our listeners with today susie what I would like to leave our listeners with is staying status quo without having a vision is is not going to work going forward. Just adding more people here, there and everywhere isn't possible in today's markets, if nothing else. So I would encourage people to think about a true holistic vision for what they want their tax function to look like, not just whether it's centralized or decentralized, but whether it's insourced, outsourced, co-sourced, and what the technology and data management that sort of we've talked through looks like. Because if you've got an idea and you've got a vision, at least you can have a way of responding as the world changes around you. And, and Susie, to build on your point, kind of the, the number of obligations, the number of regulatory kind of requirements are increasing by the day and they're increasing in the hundreds. So your, your point is spot on. You can't just throw people at it. Your approach to kind of approaching this through a kind of structure in a structured way is spot on. I'd probably finish off by just saying kind of getting the balance right between making sure you've taken a structured approach, work the business case, but getting started is really key that the practical challenge of sometimes getting some of these bigger transformations started is is difficult so don't don't feel you're don't feel you're on your own everyone's kind of working through this but uh work 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 through the process but get it started yeah i just to re-emphasize on that i like what you said about you're not on your own everybody's tax operating model is a work in progress even the people that we hold out as being already doing it even they're a work in progress because no one can be static so everyone's on a journey. And as Jay said, you're not on your own. So I think I think that was great. Susie and Jay, I'd like to thank you both for joining me today. You've given our listeners a lot to think about. Join us again next time. And please email us with any questions you have about today's episode at tax at kpmg.com. We'd also love to hear from you with any suggestions you have for future episodes. Until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.